Hi, and welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic. My name is Randall. I'm an alcoholic and your host. What we do here is pretty simple. I have breakfast with an alcoholic, and we talk about addiction, recovery, how we got sober, and how we stay sober. This morning, I'm having breakfast with my friend Matthew at the Green Kitchen Diner on 2nd Avenue. Matthew is an actor with an amazing story. Pour yourself a cup of coffee and join us. Matthew, welcome to Breakfast with an Alcoholic. Thank you. Nice to be here. <laughs> Great to have you. Uh, maybe you can tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, I was born in the Bronx to uh, Jewish hippie cowboys <laughs> that were also uh, heroin addicts. Perfect. Yeah. But, but I actually grew up riding horses in the Bronx. Many people don't know that. There were stables up uh, near Orchard Beach in the 70s. I did not know that. <laughs> so, you know, I grew up, in, and the whole stable was full of, like, junkies and alcoholics. And it was, like, gangsters from the South Bronx, you know, to just, like, it was the most, you know, random mix of eclectic people. Right. I mean... You were around it pretty much your whole life then. Yeah, I was, I was actually born addicted. I drank, I started smoking weed my senior year. Really traumatic event, a breakup with a girl, just kind of sent me into a different zone, depression. You know, I went from like a really grounded kid that was on a path for like, even though I had such a fucked up childhood, to this depression, because uh, this breakup that, the ideation of suicide, like I, I didn't really want to live anymore at, at that age. You know, it was, kind of, it was, a, it was a really drastic, departure from my life and like so I always say like we kind of like saved me back then you know it, it, it took me out of my head mellowed me yeah. you know, so I would say I became a uh, you know a, a connoisseur of daily weed smoking you know and uh, I drank when I partied in, in college so then, then all the, the, the ecstasy the acid the mushrooms used to pick our own mushrooms in Gainesville you know it was Cowtown right after college I came back here and when I was a freshman I herniated two discs in my back and uh, I was given Percocet. Yeah. But I actually, you know, they didn't take me in the first. And then when I got back to work up here, that's where it started, Percocet. Yeah. And, uh, Is that really what? Yeah, that's that. that that's that, what things got bad. That's, you know, like I, listen, when I, I never really, I, I drank alcoholically when I drank. But there was very few times that, like, uh, there wasn't another substance part of it. Yeah. You know, I, I would, you know, there'd be a bottle of Johnny Black, a ball coke, a handful of Percocets, and a couple joints with a, you know, Wednesday night. Right? Yeah. That's where it really took off. Uh, and you were how old then? Twenty-four. So when did you when did you start trying to get sober? Like when did you think, okay, I gotta I gotta get help? So the addiction of the Percocet really uh, took my life over, and then uh, I started writing my own scripts. I was stealing script pads from doctors. And uh, on opening day, Yankee Stadium, I think it was April 9th, 1996, you know, I had my I had my uh, my route. I would only hit a pharmacy every 30 days, right? But I had to meet my dad for opening day. That was our thing, the Yankees, you know? And uh, so I hit this Walgreens in, in Fort Lee a second time. And I just knew it was, I took the script and I hauled ass out. Detectives busted me. Oh, wow. I, and I remember, and it snowed that day. It snowed, and I remember being in the cell looking out and thinking to myself, well, at least I didn't miss opening day. <laughs> and I said, to, I, said, I said to the cop, I said, you know, I said that to him. He goes, 
yo, had its pickiness, and he's in the seventh inning, you know? <laughs> so I always say, <laughs> I, always say I, I was gently coaxed by the, uh, the DEA to my first rehab at that point, uh -huh. 1996. Yeah. The counselor said, who's here for their first time? And I raised my hand. Right. And he went down the line, and he got to the last guy, and it was, who's here for their 13th time? Yeah. And this dude stood up and raised his hand. I thought to myself, what a loser. How, how do you go to rehab 13 times, bro? I did 26 rehabs. Wow. Wow. Uh, so. Wow. Over what period of time? From 1996 to my last one was 2021. Wow. That really floors me because you know what that says to me, and I and I say this as someone with a ton of relapses. You know, I have I have 13 one-day chips, and what that means to me is there were 26 fucking times when you showed up. And went in again. And people don't know what it takes to go in again. There's a view sometimes that we just don't get it. And I, I think it's actually the opposite. I think people like us like want it so badly. You know, and, and, and the people that really count in my life, they understand it. You know, they 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 admire it. Yeah. I first time I went to sleep away rehab. I love when you call it that sleepaway rehab. <laughs> and that popped into my head. I'm like, you know, it was a big thing for my kids to go to sleepaway camp. Me um, too, yeah. And it was a big step for me to go to sleepaway rehab. Yeah. I remember talking to someone, you know, afterwards and being told that, like, on average, people go to, like, six or seven different rehabs before they get it. And I, I think part of the problem is there's not really a lot of understanding about the numbers. Because it just, that whole idea that, like, I just can't get this. There's something wrong with me. Um, I'm just never going to be able to do this. I'm not honest enough. Whatever the whatever the thing was. Well, I always say, like, AA is probably one of the greatest inventions created or whatever. But if there are any negatives to be said is to come back and say you have one day in the room is devastating for people. And, and people will not come back because they don't want to say it. Yeah. You know, I, I was trying to get sober for a long time in D.C., and so at a lot of D.C. meetings, there would actually be a halftime where they would give out chips. Now, for the most important person in the room, anyone with one day or simply a desire for a new way of life, and that's when I'd have to get up and, you know, walk across there, and oh my God, it was the shittiest, most awful feeling in the world. I can't tell you how much I identify with that. In my 24th rehab, in my first day, the counselor... You know, they always say, like, it's more difficult for people that intelligent, it's the biggest enemy, right? Right. He looked at me and he said, you know, your mind doesn't give a fuck about you. It doesn't care if you live or die. Yeah. And I didn't really absorb it. And that night I was, you know, I was on the hamster wheel, I couldn't sleep, and it hit me. Like, I can't trust the one thing that I've depended upon to exist my whole life. Right. And it was a real, it was a real revelation for me. I used to joke that my brain wants to kill me. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. It'll and lie to you all the time. You learn that the story in your head is a story in your head. And you're writing it. And, like, why not write it in a better way? Change the story. You know, 26 rehabs. I mean, that's a lot of times that it didn't work. Like, what's different this time? I took a class that changed my life. Yeah. Uh, the class forced me to take risks and get out of my comfort zone. And uh, Hopefully not the alcoholic kind of risks. <laughs> no. 
it, it opened up something I didn't know about myself, and it gave me a purpose. And what I realized, looking back, I never really had a purpose. You know, it was just going through motions. You know, I, I think the way you use the word purpose actually says quite a bit. Because, you know, the difference between a job and a purpose is pretty significant. Because a, a purpose presupposes that there's something above that, that, that you're serving something greater than yourself. But a purpose is a calling, right? Another way to say that. So you have a spiritual awakening, right? And that helps you get sober. Then staying sober requires that you find ways to maintain that connection and, according to the big book, expand it. All right. Um, are you ready for the lightning round? <sighs> Pressure. Um, all right, so the, the lightning round, we're going to put 30 seconds on the clock, and uh, I'll ask you a series of rapid-fire questions. Okay. Um, first thing I want to ask you, are you aware that I was once a practicing attorney? I am. Okay, good. Just wanted to make that clear. All right, you ready? We're going to put 30 seconds on the clock. Ding, ding. Favorite spot in New York City? My apartment. <laughs> Superpower if you had one? I could talk to the animals. Do you have a favorite Planet of the Apes movie? Uh, I'd have to say the original. Love that one. When they make the movie version of Breakfast with an Alcoholic, who is going to play you in that movie? And I know you are an actor. I am an actor. Uh, so, but, so the look-alike is Joe Manganiello, but I, an old actor, I go with Mickey Rourke, a new guy, Tom Hardy. So I'm, I'm pretty undecided. Mickey Rourke definitely Mickey Rourke. has the alcoholic thing going, too. The movie Barfly is an excellent depiction of yeah. extreme alcoholic life. Leave the goods. Do you know any magic tricks? I can make money disappear real quick. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. Three words people would use to describe you. Oh, this is hard. This is hard. I always think they're lying to me anyway. But, right. Uh, okay. Introspective. Compassionate. Self-critical. And if you were stranded on a desert island, are there a couple of albums that you would be willing to listen to for the rest of your life? Yeah, this is this is tough because my I, I chronologically my life is music, so it'd be uh, the Stones, Exile on Main Street. No, uh, I'd have to have some Bowie with me, you know, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, maybe. Uh, of Van Morrison, like TV sheets. All right. I'm I, not a big Van Morrison person, but you be you. Yeah, it's, it's good. That's you know, cool. there's a certain feel. Yeah, uh, yeah, I get that. I, I have to have some Marley with me, probably Rastaman vibration. <laughs> okay. You know, I'm just, uh, and there's something special about my, my life is going to Grateful Dead show, so I'd have to have a particular, but it, it would be a live album. Or Zeppelin, listen, it's a hard one. Yeah. It's a hard one when you're as old as we are. Right, 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 right. No, but here's the thing. I can only ask someone like you that question because if I ask younger people, they're like, an album? album. What? Yeah. I I'm not familiar with this. Well, I have my iPod. Like, superpowers are things like invisibility, <laughs> starting fires with your finger. Like, that's what I would like to be able to do, to point at something and have it catch on fire. Let it burn, huh? I mean, <laughs> only if I had a good reason. 
I, I will be certain to only use my powers. Devious, devious man, you. All right, this has been great. Matthew, it's been great having breakfast with you. It's a pleasure. All right, we'll see you soon. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed breakfast with an alcoholic. I know I'm already looking forward to another great breakfast soon. And I know it's Alcoholics Anonymous. We're completely okay if you want to tell your friends about us. You can find the daily gratitude lists on Twitter and Instagram at thanksflms. Thanks for letting me share. Or you can visit thanksforlettingmeshare.substack.com. You can find the daily gratitude list there too, as well as, and importantly, episodes of Breakfast with an Alcoholic. So visit, subscribe, and visit again. Finally, on a serious note, if you need help, or think you might need help, or know someone who needs help, and you're ready to ask, there's someone who can help you. In New York, you can go to nyintergroup.org, and that's a complete listing of AA resources in this area. So, be well, stay groovy, call your sponsor, and join us next time on Breakfast with an Alcoholic.